This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time, and I am honored to welcome back a repeat guest and part of the Three Amigos on Thursday, Dion from Dion Talk. How are you doing, sir? Howdy. I've been looking forward to doing this for a couple of weeks now. Getting our yeah. schedules to line up has been a challenge. Yes, yes. You're a busy man, as am I. <laughs> well, first off, let me thank you again. You have volunteered to be the uh, voice behind what will eventually become the audible version of this book on audible. So I just want to thank you publicly for that. It's, uh, it's just awesome. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I loved your first book and I had one critique, mm-hmm. the audible voice that audible chose to narrate it yeah. uh, was a bit challenging. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to putting it out there and hoping that my voice is a little bit better than an automated voice. Um, I'm sure it will be. And I, again, it is, it will take you hours and um, man, I'm just so thankful that you were willing to do that. So very cool. No. And, and if it goes well and the responses are good, I might do a video for your channel where I just narrate the entire first book and uh-huh. you just put it up and if people ever want to, you know, listen to it and <laughs> that would cool. be great. Very cool. Well, Hey, what um, I wanted to do here is I wanted to turn it over to you because you have now read this book, right? It's been out for a month or six weeks. Uh, people are starting to get it. People are starting to take selfies and read it. And uh, you, you wanted to ask me some questions. So I'm like, hey, why not record it and see, see where this goes? Yeah, it'll make a little more sense, I think, when I'm trying to get the tone and inflection right for the interviews, because that was one of the comments that came up when I, I read the intro and the dedication. And some people said, you know, work on your tone. And most people don't realize I'm kind of tone deaf from being in the Marines and <laughs> yeah. blowing things up. But I'll do my best. So I remember hearing you say several times that you wrote a book and it was challenging and you're, you're not the best writer. You know, you, you, you choose the wrong words. Sometimes you're not the best speller. I'm not the best speller either. Um, what changed because you spent so much time saying, you know, this was really hard. That was, that's my book. Mm-hmm. What changed and made you decide to do a second book? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I went, when one rental at a time came out, the first book, I was dead set against going through that again. Writing a book is not fun. Um, it's certainly, it's beyond hard. Um, and I, I was like, I was, I had, I did my story. It was like, I got it out. It felt good. The reception has been awesome. And I was like, I only got one story, right? I only have one and it's out there now. So I thought I was done. Uh, what happened is I, I, I reflect a lot. And, you know, the first book was really, okay, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, What Happened, right? There was one other book that I often talk about, and it's uh, Gary Keller's Real Estate, Millionaire Real Estate Investor, I think it's blue and white. And it wasn't so much the book where the book was awesome, but at the end of that book, there's about 12 or 15 stories. And I remembered at some point sitting up late at night reading those stories over and over again. And they weren't very deep. They were, you know, like a page and a half. It's like Mary Sue did this and Billy Joe did that. And, you know, 
it was just enough for me to know that, you know, when I was in the hard part of investing, which is the first year to maybe year five, I knew I had evidence that there were 15 other stories that this was going to work out. And it's when I had that aha moment, when I tied it together with this channel and now interviewing hundreds, if not thousands of people, I was like, I owe it to the audience to take Gary Keller's idea and blow it up on steroids. And it was that inflection point, that idea. And I was like, I, I didn't have a choice. I had to write the second book. I was like, the market is missing something. That book, that book would have, I would have read that book. I would have wore it out because I just needed to know that it was going to work out. I was willing to commit. I was willing to sacrifice. I was willing to do the work. But if I could get a little tease out there that this was going to work out, uh, I, I just had to write it. It, it became gnawing. It, it ate at me for, for, for weeks and months. So I, I just had to write it. I'm, I'm glad you did. And I like the format that you chose because I kind of have the same, the same idea. There are some stories of people who reached success with, you know, reaching financial freedom by investing in rentals. And I'll go back and, and listen to their podcast episode again. I'll listen to the time they were interviewed on your channel, or I will find the book with that same, that story that we connect with. Cause most of us get the math. Mm -hmm. Spend less than you make, save and invest the difference. Eventually you, you reach financial freedom. But the math means nothing unless you can connect with people who have challenges. Yes. Worst challenges are the same challenges. Yeah, what is the main difference that you would say? I mean, I, I get that the first book was about your story. The, mm -hmm. the second book is about the 15 stories. What is the biggest difference between those two versions of, of the way you wrote the books? Um. Well, the, the first one was really a time lapse. I really sat down and just over the course of a couple of weeks, just outlined our story from one house to financial freedom. The next one was really a storyboard because when you when I tried to tackle Gary's Keller's again, inspiration, I, again, maybe I, some people have the gift of writing. I don't. I had to storyboard it. I had to go through hundreds and hundreds of interviews on my channel and try to pull out stories that were unique. Right. I did not need another, you know, work full time, buy out of the MLS, 1031. I didn't need one. I got that one. Run, run until that time is it. But there are so many other stories, Burr, out of state investing, um, you know, single parents. I mean, there's things that I didn't have that I knew I needed to get out there because you just never know. There's 15 unique stories. All start with struggle, all end in success, all different ages, groups. It's just it was, it was, uh, it was, it was difficult, but that, that's, that, that second one is a storyboard of 15 unique stories that tie together. Okay. So make sure the dogs are. Yeah. Making noise. I'm each sorry. Other. Yeah. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes they just sleep and they're good, but yeah, here's Sonny. She's he, he's the small one, but he's also the instigator, man. I'm sorry. Oh. No, no, that's totally fine. We have, I should actually bring it in here. We have a new office kitten that walked in, looked like it was starving, <laughs> and then it caught a mouse. And we were like, okay, that's the new office cat. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, complete squirrel sideways story there. That's okay. So you, you found, you, there's literally over 5,000 videos on your channel now, mm -hmm. and you, you filtered through to find 15 different stories. Mm -hmm. How did you actually pick those? Because while you were looking for somebody who did a strategy you didn't do, there are several people who used that strategy. Yeah. Um, well, again, it was, it was such a layered approach and it took time, right? 
So it wasn't only the story, then it was the situation. I tried to get a mix of men and women. I tried to get a mix of age groups. I tried to get a mix of parts of the country. I, I, I really wanted it to be about the story. And that's one of the things that, you, you, that lots of people have asked me, and I don't know if it's the right answer. That's why I didn't put names in the book. Because as, because again, it started, it was about the story, the subtleties of the story. And then I get to writing it and I get to, you know, probably 80, 80% through it. I'm like, should I put the names in? And I'm like, well, if it's going to be the names, then I probably should go back and take the biggest names. Cause I've interviewed some pretty big people on this channel. And that's what it wasn't about. It wasn't about name. I didn't want the book to do well because of name recognition. I wanted it to do well. And a book like this is going to start slow. But I think as it gets out there and more people realize that, wow, and I fully expect everybody to read the book once and then go chapter three, seven, and nine. Those are my chapters. And they'll just wear them out. That's perfect. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, I didn't want it to be about the biggest names. That's, that, I would call that a sellout. If I would have produced a book with the 15 biggest interviews I've gotten, that would not have, that would not have made me feel better. Probably would have made more money, but it didn't make me feel better. I was actually curious why you left out the names. It makes sense. And I think as I was going through them, there were really only two that I thought, I think I know who this is. Like, I'm, you know, there's, yeah. there's one to me that was really obvious. The other yeah. one I was fairly certain of. Um, so that, that's interesting. And so when, you're, when, we're, when we're content creators and we're making videos or you're writing a book, there are things we want to say in the book. Mm-hmm. But we have to consider the audience. Yes. When you're making a video, there, there are things I, I want to make videos that the audience just wouldn't care about at all. I mean, how does a guy keep custody through two divorces in California and Washington where usually the mother gets custody? I want to do that video. Audience wouldn't care. This is a real estate thing. How did you target the book? Like who should be, what's the, <clears throat> the person who should read your book? Who's that? Yeah, so I, it, always starts, it always starts with that. Like the, when I knew I had to write that book is when I got, got that answer. And it was me sitting in bed. I wanted to create something that, because real estate investing is amazing. It has done amazing things for you and me. For all my experts, it's ama- we would not be where we are today without, without question. Also important is everybody I've ever talked to, the first five years are tough. It's, you know, if you're doing cash flow, it's a drip, right? The income snowball hasn't kicked in yet. If you're doing syndication, the first, it's, everything is hard the first five years. I wanted to create that almost real estate Bible that everybody could go to and go, I'm going to read chapter three and chapter seven and 11 every week for the first two years. Because all we need to know is because the, the human condition, I believe, is really interesting. If anybody has proven you could do it, you can do it too. It's that simple. And I wanted to capture 15 stories. If, if you like all 15 stories, that's amazing. Uh, I, but I wrote it with such a diverse character. I don't expect, if you if you were attracted by all 15 stories, you're probably not very focused because there's wholesaling and flipping and this and that and the other thing. I'm hoping everybody goes dog-eared chapter one, dog-eared 12. That's what I'm hoping happens. But what I hope for and what happens in reality, I guess we'll see shortly. That does seem to be kind of a conversation that we repeat with people when, when they're just looking at investing. There's so many strategies that you can use and information to learn all of them. Mm-hmm. But unless you pick one, and it's kind of like Warren Buffett and his partner, I always forget the partner's name. Charlie Munger. 
Charlie Munger. Warren Buffett always says, you know, you got to diversify, you got to spread your assets out. And Charlie Munger in that one speech said, don't diversify, you know, focus on one asset class to become wealthy. And once you're wealthy, then diversify to protect your wealth. Yes. And Warren Buffett goes, oh, don't, don't say that to everybody. Yeah, don't say that. You're gonna, yeah. Right. Yeah, the average, the average investor diversification, diversification is right. But if you want to be a great investor, you are not diversified. Right. And so that's the same way with real estate strategies. You can learn wholesaling, flipping, the burr, buy and hold, short-term, long-term, local, at a distance. But until you pick the one that excites you the most and you, th you think they have the skills to do and you focus on that, you can try those other ones later. Yeah. And you can handle the mistakes that come from spreading yourself too thin. And that was, that was really the key is I, because what you just said is, was the thing, the aha moment, the gotcha that it be writing a second book became a had to do verse no freaking way. And it's if I can get people to see that person had my strategy, that person was in a worse position than me and they made it. That, I, I, I am going to feel so good in a year or two or three when more and more people are reaching out to me saying, Michael, thank you for chapter X. I read it a hundred times and now I'm here. I mean, that's going to be amazing. Nice. Um, as somebody who's considering writing a book someday, but not today. <laughs> uh, how long did it take to write the book? Yeah, for me, writing is not a thing. So I storyboarded, literally storyboarded it probably. That probably took 60 to 75 days. So two to two and a half months. Then what I did, again, I don't write books. I write paragraphs. And then the paragraphs become a chapter and chapters become books. Because if I, if I were to sit down saying, Dion, I'm going to write this book, it never would have happened. But if you want me to sit down and write five, six, 700 words, I can, I can get there. And I just did it day after. Like, if, if you know anything about me, my superpower is focus and daily discipline. So I just did five, 500 to 700 words a day for, I don't know, probably six months, maybe five months. Uh, and the key again is I wrote chapter one. That's the, actually, I think it was chapter 15. I know, I think I didn't end up putting it first. The first chapter is the first chapter I wrote. And then the next 14 were modeled the same because they're, they're remarkably consistent, right? They're the same format. They're the same number of key quotes, the same feedback. Um, that's just how my mind works. Because again, if I could write one chapter, I could write 15. I just had to do five or 600 words at a time. That actually worked really well. I don't know if anybody has ever told you this before, but when, when you're listening to an audio book, it's really hard to understand the layout of the book. I've, I've listened to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I don't know, 20, 30 times probably. And when I finally picked up a physical copy and was looking through, I was like, and this is 10 years later after reading it and listening to it uh, many times, I was like, this is laid out in six lessons. Uh, I did not know this was lesson format, right? Ah. When I was listening to One Rental at a Time, about the second or third chapter, there's a cadence to, yes. here's how the information is presented in the same way. And so my brain started picking up on, this oh, is cool. that part of this chapter. This is the, that part of the chapter. Yeah. Really well done on that. Good job. Uh, that, uh, I am so glad to hear that because uh, as a creator, as a book, I, you just don't know. And, and, and unfortunately or fortunately, that's all, the, that's all I could do is write it that way. My mind wouldn't let me. If I tried to write it as eloquent chapters, it just never would come out. No, and you should put a link in the comments below because you did a really good live stream the other day on uh, how you wrote the book. Oh, okay. Like you're, you're, that. Yeah. That, would be, that would be good in that. And I will include a link on my channel as well. Thank you. Out of, out of the 15 stories, mm -hmm. which one resonated with you? The, I think I know which one, but which one resonated with you the most? 
Yeah, there was one. Uh, there was one. It's it's the only one in the book where the investor is unwinding their portfolio. Right. We don't talk yeah. about that a lot. I'm at least halfway through my journey. I'm trying to help people begin. So 14 of the chapters are people beginning and getting to some point. The most meaningful one for me is um, the young lady who's in her 70s, who's unwinding her portfolio. That chapter in going back to that interview, which I did a year and a half ago, might have been two years ago now, changed my life. It gave me a different perspective. It basically told me there's an end date on growing and I will be unwinding and how to enjoy life and continue contributing. But I mean, one quote she said in that, and that was the quote that made the most difference to me is, have you ever met a landlord that did a good job at 70? And I haven't. I have bought lots of properties from landlords that are 74, 76, 78, and they, it, it, and they were in bad shape. They stopped raising rents. They stopped doing maintenance. They were just pure cash flow. And I, I bought them cheap. So, you know, there's, there's a clock for me. And that, that interview, that chap, that had to be in there for me. It meant the most to me. It, cha it changed my life. It will ultimately change Olivia's life and Teresa's life. Uh, I'm very thankful. I, I probably listened to that interview a dozen times now because I get, make sure I, I get the chapter out. Yeah, that, that one changed my life. Nice. I, I really like the idea of having an exit plan. When we start investing, we're learning the strategies, then you rinse and repeat the strategies until you reach financial freedom. There comes a point where I stopped being frugal. And there was two or three years where I was super frugal because you had to be. Yeah. And then it was super frugal because the longer you can maintain that, the more financially free you can be. And then I was not frugal anymore. So at some point, how do we scale out of this? That's a, that's yeah. a great story. So I'm going to go through that one several times myself. Yeah. Um, last night in my live stream, somebody asked me, what is your exit strategy? And I said, I'm going to keep them all until I die. So my kids will inherit them. And I said, it'll be equally divided amongst all three, unless any one of them spends a penny on their mothers. Yeah. The other two is going to get everything. Um, sorry. Yeah. So that was your big takeaway. That was your favorite story. What are the big takeaways you think people can get out of out of this book? You know, we should probably say the name of the book at some point. Yeah. Fifteen conversations with real estate millionaires. Um, yeah, I'm super impressed that my memory gets that name out right every time so far. Every time, that's good. That's catchy. <laughs> um, I, again, it's real estate investing is amazing. Uh, because it doesn't care who you are. It doesn't care about your story. It doesn't care about where you're coming from. It offers, it offers so many different ways. Uh, but as you'll see, all the stories, people focused and they executed daily. And um, it doesn't matter if you're a, like one of the stories, probably one of the, probably the, probably the chapter that most people will guess. This individual moved in with his high school girlfriend, his senior year. He, um, you know, believes in wedge deals. He, uh, but he starts his journey with a 203K loan. Not many people realize his real estate investing journey started with a 203K loan. Also, he sold one property. He regrets it to this day, right? There's just lots of little, he started as a 20-year-old or 21 or something. Um, there's people, there's a story in there about investor, like this story, I think it's chapter 13. He gets excited about real estate. He doesn't do the work. He buys a cheap property. It eats him alive. He sells it for a loss. And he doesn't touch real estate for a decade. The next time he touches real estate, after losing a decade, he does it right. And now he's a big wholesaler flipper doing amazing things. Can you imagine 
touching it, doing it wrong, and then not doing it for 10 years. I mean, that would have, I mean, my story would be remarkably different. I mean, there's just amazing stories in this. Awesome. And one of the benefits to editing on my channel is I could take out things I wouldn't want other people to know, but we're on your channel. So you're going to be stuck with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't edit videos ever. <laughs> you, you did a book and for a long time, thought you were never going to do a second until you did. In the comments below, I want people to ask Mike in as many videos as you can think of, when is the third book coming out? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> can I celebrate the second book for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> right, but fair um, question, because now it's going to come up. Somebody's going to follow this and put the question in the comments. That's funny. Uh, What's answer, that third book looking like? Yeah, so it's funny you bring that up. Um, I wasn't going to talk about it, but it's, that's cool. So I'm actually already working on a third book. This second book, again, I have found a need, a hole in the market. I remember doing this. So my third book is actually going to be about uh, it's kind of the same format, interviews I've done with people I trust and know, except this time I'll be putting their names in and they will all be um, medium to large influencers that I trust, such as yourself, such as Matt, such as Anna Kelly, right? I'm going to be naming people and having their amazing stories there. Because uh, I, do, I, do, I do see the value in making connections. Like, you know, like I like Dion. I'm going to go back and read his story or, or the Lumberjack or Honest. So the third book will be similar format. I don't know how many. I've actually already got 40 interviews transcribed because I'm actively working on it. Um, I don't know how many, it might be 15 again. It might be 20. I doubt it will be 40. Let's be clear. It won't be 40. That'd be a huge book. Um, but yeah, the third book's already been worked on. It's, it, it's, it's early. Um, so my, my hope is a year from now, it will, it will see the light of day. The only difference is going to be is I'm going to pick people I know, trust and respect, name them. I'm also going to do something different in the third book. Cause I'm naming people. I'm probably going to ask them three questions. For example, what do you want people to know about your story? You're going to write some words. Second, what does one rental at a time mean to you? That's my story, my channel. I think you should write what it means to you. And then I don't know what the third question will be. So there'll be a little bit more, more in the third book. Um, but yeah, it's funny you ask. I, I am, I am, because again, it once, once, once something gets on my brain, like you have to do this for the people, it's going to happen. It's just 500 words at a time, first an outline. So that's funny that you ask. Okay, so good. So now there'll be some pressure too from the comments. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to that book. Um, I, I think 40 would be a bit long to narrate. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I'm thinking 15, <laughs> maybe 20, but probably awesome. 15. Cool. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. Thanks for taking the time to do this today. Uh, I'm going to put this on my channel as well. I'm hoping more people can... Um, understand the importance of hearing the stories of people that have done this. And there are people who learn differently. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm an avid reader. I love to read. I would retain, if I had the time to sit and read, I would. So I became an audible intaker mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm fairly busy. Um, but there are still people who prefer the written word. Yeah. And well, I, actually, I'm going to be giving... A, I have a question for you, actually. Sure. Which of the chapters kind of hit home for you? It, well, it's because I... so. You've talked about the one with the young lady in her 70s and the exit strategy. So I've thought about that a bit. Um, and I recognized Kevin Paffrath. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so this story I get, that's the one I identify. I identify with his early years. Yeah, his early years, yes. Right. And in you know, the last few years, he's entertaining. But yeah. his early years, I identify with the story. So I was glad to see that in there because um, that's the one I'm probably going to go through. Yeah, two or three. Times. Again, his, his story, the first five years is amazing. Doing the work, sacrifice, 203K loan, live in, flip, keep, buy and hold, right? It's pretty amazing. The challenge with sharing this information with people is is as we reach success, we see it from our our standpoint. Save up a down payment, pay a couple hundred thousand dollars for the next property, super easy. But teaching somebody how to get that first property and remembering the fear of scheduling an inspection. I'm going to spend $500 on something I might not buy. That's terrifying. And remembering Remembering what it's like to not know something. That's important. So with a book like this, you can go back and focus on the start of their story. Yeah. You know, what was it in that beginning? Um, to me, that's that's the one, you know, the thing okay. that matters the most. Awesome. I just curious. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mike. Until Thanks. our next video. There you go. Thanks for coming to our Dion talk. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>